Parry Talks 2020. Welcome back. It's been a little little while. I took a very well-deserved break, I think. I don't think anyone is going to bell me for that. It's been a couple of months. We had last one was with RSK as well. Massive for the show. But I feel like we lost our touch a little bit at Parry Talks. I say we very lightly because this is a one-man show. Me and my intern, me and my left hand. We're the intern. I am the intern for Parry Talks. And I'm the owner and founder and creative director. But anyway, I feel like we lost our touch a bit. I started it because I wanted to interview friends in Sydney dance. And we end up getting all these big DJs. And I'm so grateful for that opportunity. Don't get me wrong. But it's good for it to be finally back to where it started for 2020 as well. So I want to welcome the ones, the only honey point. How are we going? Hi. Hello. Let's sing in chorus. Hello. Hello. Also the first three-way interview. Yeah, you're making so up for, it's like so two interviews good. in one, so you're making up for whatever you missed last year. Everything exactly right. Everything like that. Bro. The energy is like all those months put together in one interview. I feel like we had a long chat before we went live, and I feel like the energy was fucking booming. Like, I'm already <laughs> exhausted. <laughs> but no, we keep it We're going to put all that aside because we're live. And also, no video this time. You probably noticed the video was such a pain for us last year. Like... My phone pretty much broke every time we recorded. It's really sad. I think you need a new phone, Perry. I think I should just get a camera instead of recording it on my yeah. iPhone. <laughs> it's probably a good idea. But, yes, yeah, so we're going audio only, and it's also this space, which, like, not a lot of people have actually been in the room, is fucking tiny. So when you've got three people in here, Super plus a full up. camera and tripod set up, it's like, it, we lose a lot of the intimacy in here. So just keeping it full audio today, because that's just... And really just intimate for the threesome. The podcast's on. Thanks for tuning in, guys. That's, that's what I'm going to call it. Um, Sorry, is that weird? <laughs> I'm just so excited to hear. Trust me, weird conversations Real on Parry Talks are like so more weird. than common. I think if I pulled out all the innuendos on Parry Talks, we'd have uh, its own episode. Like hours <laughs> worth of just like horrible innuendos. Like, Bloopers. You should read my articles. Like, <laughs> if you took the article out of the context and then put it on some illicit website, they're going to be listen, like, oh. Go read my articles. <laughs> Harry Talks Purple Sneakers. <laughs> Shout out. Go check that shit out. New articles this week. Um, how have we been, though? What's going on Sweet for Honey Point? Busy time. We're really... We're blossoming hard. It's like springtime, but, like, delayed. We're just... <laughs> You know, you know what I mean. It's like spring and summer. Yeah, yeah. exactly. We've um, been doing lots of lots of gigs, lots of lots of DJing together, which is nice. Yeah, really nice. We love DJing together. Yeah, it's so much fun. Two are way better than one, so as the saying goes. It's but like, um, you watch it when we're mixing. Like Danny drops a track, and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. almost like you're not like the job. Like when I go back to back with my friends, it's like at house parties and stuff. It's like. I don't know what they're going to mix in, so it's, it's, it's beautiful. Exciting. It's like you're a fan, but then also you're in control at the same time. Yeah, so it's, it's like everyone little... wants a hype man, but it's like I have my hype woman next to me. <laughs> yeah, we hype each other. It's so good. And it's also amazing because, like, Deepa loves to plan her sets. And I sometimes, 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 sometimes. But when we have, like, a big gig coming up mm. that we care a lot about or we're supporting someone big or whatever – like and I totally get it because I do too but then also sometimes I feel a bit anxious and I'm like nah let's just like show up yeah. and just like bring a USB and we'll just like see how we go <laughs> and I love that yeah 
especially when you DJ with someone else because it's like they'll just whip out this track and you're like where the fuck did you even find that yeah. like this yeah. is dope and then you're like oh my god I know exactly what would suit this and I'm yeah. gonna mix it in next and it's, it's gonna be crazy every time yeah, every so time I'm the opposite though and I'm at no level yeah. like a lineup DJ but like my mate would mix something and I'm like fuck this is so nice like but then I'm like, oh shit, I gotta get out of this. And I'm like, I start listening. I'm like, oh no, yeah, yeah, what would yeah. work? Don't even know. Uh, uh. <laughs> I mean, sometimes we throw each other spanners, like, and we also play a lot of like non-quantized stuff, which really fucks us both over <laughs> yeah. so hard. But I like, we like, people like, like throw in like a like post-punk synthy track that's like not quantized, and I have nothing like that, and it's not quantized, <laughs> and I'm like, that's Mash like the worst Pokemon you could have thrown me. Like, <laughs> yeah. I do not. I don't know how to get out of this. But it's like a nice surprise for everyone. Everyone's like, well, we didn't expect that. I'm like, yeah, you didn't. Yeah. Neither did Danny. <laughs> yeah, neither, neither did Danny. Did the yeah. person that's going to mix yeah. out. Do you ever throw tracks in just to piss the other person off? Sometimes. <laughs> Never to piss off, just to challenge. Because yeah. you've got you to challenge, you your challenge me. Sometimes I'm like, what are you, what? I can't. It's really cute. We're both like jogging each other's wheels and like. <laughs> and yeah, we're sort of jogging <laughs> each other's wheels. We have like a code word because we're, otherwise we're like, don't touch it. I want to do this myself. I yeah. can do this. But then we have like a code word. We're also like banana or something. We're or like. Pineapple. Pine- pineapple. And we say pineapple and then we're allowed to touch the wheel. No, it was guinea pig. Guinea pig. It was guinea it pig. A few times. It was random. We were just like, we were about to start a gig and we were like, wait, fuck, what's the code word? We need a code word. Wait, can you swear on this? No, this is like. This goes on commercial radio. See, you can't <laughs> swear on We're from radio <laughs> I just No, I'm joking. Swear all you want. Oh, uh, cool. Just like, don't say anything that you wouldn't want your mum to hear because she will, li- like, parents listen to this. So. True. Hi, mum. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, But we come from anything. radio backgrounds. That's how we met, so. Mm-hmm. Oh, you spoiled no swearing. the interview. Oh, <laughs> no. no. Keep going, keep going. I like this. I like where we were heading. Oh, oh. what were we saying? Oh, yeah. yeah. We jogged Skinny each other's yeah. wheels. <laughs> <laughs> And I wouldn't want it any other way. Oh my god, so sweet. It's like if the, like if any of the EQs are like the smallest bit off vertical, it's like. Yeah, straight up, straight up, straight up. Get your head in the game, Deeps. Like, what are you? I'm the one fixing the levels. We also like to take the piss out of each other. Like, we both have our own little like DJ like innuendos that we do that are like so cheesy and shitty. And then when we do them, like I like to do a little like before the beat like a little like silent mm-hmm. and then bring it back in like a flick yeah. of the a yeah, flick of the wrist a flick of the wrist <laughs> yeah. and it, you know it keeps the people on the end of their toes it keeps she them on the end it. of their chairs and every time we do it we like just take the piss out of each other like yeah. you're a DJ <laughs> just EDM honey Hip hop sirens <laughs> <laughs> just start scratching like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. A-track in 2012 <laughs> <laughs> just disco jazzy disco just yeah. <laughs> you fucking know him okay? <laughs> don't do oh. <laughs> how have you let's just take it back take it back like we've already, we already got deep into what Honey Point is. But let's just start from like the outsider perspective now. Like This summer in Sydney, I think it's been a fucking awesome summer. Mm. What have we enjoyed the most? We've been to any good parties, seen any good DJs, absolutely anything from this summer. Any highlights? Oh, I feel like this summer for me personally has been the most DIY mm. thing. I was helping my partner with um, like a little New Year's party, which was was in this little tree line next to a river overlooking the airport and that was all like we had to grab ah, speakers it was just like you know we had to work with generators and like 
had to carry speakers everywhere and like uh, like ourselves we've been working on diy parties and or at least planning them and so we're just like for me it's like been like a real hands-on bring it back to like everything with your hands just do it from scratch Mm because i feel like you you can tell when um people put that little bit of little bit of effort it it shows and it makes it nicer the little human touch Mm. instead of like a venue venue Mm. yeah love a diy I've actually been, as we were saying earlier, I've been doing a lot of travel. So I haven't been in Sydney in summer like mm. this year, which has been, I love travel. I'm so grateful for the opportunities that I have. But um, I've been devastated to miss this summer, especially because Sydney's been going off. Yeah. Like Sydney is reclaiming its name yeah. in like the electronic music scene. Like it's I feel flying like, off. I feel like so Sydney's th- trying to prove that, especially like this summer has been it, like Sydney trying to prove that we're not the boring skate like scope that the rest of the world writes Things. articles about so, yeah lonely planet what <laughs> yes. did they give us like 40th worst city like you don't know shit lonely planet yeah. well is that not don't at me well there's a conversation to be had i think about we're like deep ingrained in sydney 100%. we know so much about sydney 100%. we know which promoters to follow on Instagram that have like 30 followers mm. so we know so much about it but is there an issue in Sydney where if you're on the outside you've got no idea what's definitely undeniably 100% and you've got such a hot point there Perry um, <laughs> but I mean I'm gonna be arrogant and say like sorry for them yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think no it's, it's true it's true if you're not and Andy Garvey said it on that resonant advisor documentary like People come to Sydney and they're like, where's the party at? And then they go to the cross and then they're like, well, I thought this was the place, but mm. it's dead. And of course it's dead. It got like killed by the lockout laws and yeah. la la la. And it's like, but if you look underground, which is so easy to say, it's like, how do you actually yeah. look underground? But it's, <laughs> I think it's, I think, no, but I think people make looking for stuff in the underground much harder than it seems. I don't think it's hard at all. Like, I feel like I've picked a part like the Brisbane underground just by stalking some venues stalking like who's played at those venues and then looking up and doing like a big old trail search on google and like you can pick apart these things it just takes a little bit of effort and time so i don't think you gotta you gotta come from it Mm. you know what i mean but like you are you are like well ingrained in sydney underground you know the artists to look at yeah you know to check like what their history is but anything from like outside of that like Like, yeah like if you're just like a partier like i just like to party yeah Actually, I have something to add to this, though. <laughs> but I'm going to start That's on this here. point, yeah. and then I have another point. Yeah. So just bear with. Um, yeah, if, you're, if you come from the underground of your city, and then you go to another city, you know the process whereby to find the underground. Mm. Like, I just yeah, went to Japan, and I knew a DJ in Japan just through Instagram, and I messaged him, and I said, what's good this weekend? And he sent me to, like, the dopest spot that mm. it was like, I would never be able to find this anywhere. Yeah. Um, and that was cool. And I was I was glad that, like, I knew the, mm. you know, the, the ones and the twos and the threes to get me there kind of thing. Yeah. But if I, like, for example, I, I met up with a friend who's living there at the moment who, who doesn't, he doesn't come from, I guess you could say, like, yeah. the underground in Sydney. And he was like, dude, if I didn't have you here, like, I would have no idea what to do or where to go or whatever. Like, no, I, yeah, he's yeah. there for modeling and he was like, all I know is where my agency takes me. And it's all, like, mm. the super clubs and they play, like, yeah. pop and R&B. Yeah. Which is cool, love pop and R and B, but he, you know. Anyways, however, in saying all of this, I recently met this couple who were here from like Newcastle or Manchester in the UK, 
and they came over and they like to party they like electronic music but it's like the clap tone like yeah. you know what I mean like the more like the she here on the radio kind of electronic music Tech House yeah Tech House <laughs> I don't want to be the first one to say it Tech House tech no house. diss but Tech House um, and that's what they came from in the UK and they came here knowing of like there are parties that exist they're just not in the underground but mm. they're still left of centre because they're Tech House not yeah, exactly. pop Mm. Um, you know, like the shit that goes down at Greenwood. There's like Sky Deck. Um, yeah. Or in Bondo. Yeah, there's Bucket List Sundays, Sneaky yeah. Sundays. Um, you know, sh- stuff like that. So like, there is stuff going on in Sydney that's more mainstream. But like... Still left centre, but still not underground. But it's not underground. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the underground scene is a beautiful scene. Yeah. The underground scene is the DIY scene. Yeah. 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 And I feel like there's so much beauty in that, like, scene because... That's where so many people start. They'd be yeah. like, oh, I don't mind, like, house, like, because it's chilled. There's typically a good environment of people around. Mm. And, like, you don't have to worry about, like, just, like, your inn is, like, four to the floor. Like, yeah. if it's a bit soul, a bit disco, it's like, oh, this is nice. It's a nice mm, little yeah. change up. And then they're like, hang on, I really enjoy this. How can I dig deeper? Mm-hmm. And then that's, how can I dig deeper? <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> anyway. Are you sorry, a DJ boss. if you never had your house or disco face? <laughs> Anyway, so then, like, they progressed through, and then yeah, totally. before you know it, they ended up at a DIY party. And I've seen yeah. so many of my friends go through that transition and then randomly see me at a DIY party and be like, "Yeah, why didn't you tell me about this earlier? I'm totally. like, I don't know if you'd like it. It's but, so fair like, to say that we all started with Majestic Casual, you know? Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Like that was everyone's step one. You read me to filth. Just yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like everyone, a lot of people in our scene started, I feel like, well, my end, I don't know, I don't want to talk for you guys, but was... Through that don't lo-fi era, yeah, like, you might see. I never jumped on that lo-fi train, so I, I started off at going to warehouse parties for shoegaze, and someone I was seeing liked shoegaze, but he hadn't really been to any warehouse parties, and he was gonna like, like shoegaze, punk fla- shoegaze, yeah, like yeah. punk shoegaze, and then he was gonna like see like Brad Zero and stuff like that, and I was like, oh, that's a different kind of warehouse party, and I like listening to this stuff, and then so we kind of like exchanged going to these things and I was like trade yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah and I was like yeah this is sick and then yeah and from that I was like cool I like this so I feel like when Ross from when Ross from Friends did that boiler room like the live boiler room mm. everyone was just sending that shit around like yeah lo-fi house like yeah. how cool is this see stuff? my sister she's like a few years younger than me like four 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 years and she was she's hot on that lo-fi <laughs> and I also have a thing where if my siblings are into something I step away from it I'm like no yeah. I'm yeah. <laughs> and so she was like lo-fi Ross you need to listen to this Ross from Friends track and I'm like I've listened to him and now I find him average because you like this yeah. but I understand you and I respect Ross the art friends for me thanks yeah, yeah. so I'm like I, I miss that bandwagon but I feel like I was very much on the house like Terrence Parker yeah. Kerry Chandler um, that was like where I started when I first started I started with like Disclosure and like mm. like Latch was one of like was like my one of my electronic music sexual awakenings <laughs> like I was like, <laughs> like yeah I was yeah. like wow this shit makes me feel euphoric yeah. and then got deep into like Majestic Casual and then I started dating a guy who was like known in high school as like 
he was a DJ and he was known as like the guy with the tunes. Like, <laughs> the selector. Literally, he was the selector. <laughs> Run that rhythm. Literally, that was him. Like, and I honestly, like, if you're listening, Sam, this is, I never told you this, but uh, oh, no. I honestly felt so anointed, like, dating him. I was honestly, like, honestly, say that to, like, one don't of my say exes that as well. Like, and he used, to, he used to give me, like, music on a USB and I'd oh, like, show it to my so friends, hot. and then they would be like, this, where did you find this? And I'd be like, Whoa. Sam gave me his USB. And they were like, <laughs> like, it was amazing. Yeah. Anyways, why um, didn't he just message it to you, though? Why did you have to USB it? <laughs> Because this was 2014, Barry. It was a different time, okay? (laughs) That little touch, that human touch, that's what we're talking about. That's DIY, baby. But this was, I'm talking like. Just kisses the USB. (laughs) I'm like 45 tracks, babe. Like, you can't just send that shit. I don't think Google Drive was a thing yet. Or at least Google Drive was underground. (laughs) Spotify curated (laughs) playlists. Didn't exist. Yeah, it's straight up. That was like the time when people were sending around Spotify playlists. Like, yeah, he used to curate people's stuff. Spotify playlists. Yeah, I was one of those people. He'd be like, let's follow deeper. She's got good playlists. <laughs> like, I think I was also know. one of those people. Yeah. And actually recently... Not to flatter each other, <laughs> yeah. but like, yeah. I was just a little bit before. That's how we found each other. We were like, what was your position <laughs> in high school? I was a selector. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's game over. Let's join. <laughs> Watch out. The world's collide. <laughs> Well, so much has just happened. <laughs> so where did the, not Honey Point story, not any of that, where did your friendship begin? It was how did it deep it loves the story. I love the story so much. It was after, because we, we were both um, volunteering at FBI slash Little Do, and it was FBI's 15th birthday, like on the actual night, and we met briefly, for, like one of our friends introduced us to each other, and then we went to um, to the pub after and there was this guy sitting in a little booth and he was just like by himself. Which pub? The bit of tit. Oh, there you go. And he was just sitting by himself and I just got really mad. I was like, how dare he sit in this, yeah, yeah. When this place is packed? How dare he take a booth to himself? And I was like, you, you, come, like, come and let's over, sit yeah. down. And then we sat next to him and Danny was involved in this little group of people and we just like trying to like i was trying to staunch danny was just being friendly but we just got along through that little experience we ended up being friends with him and but that's how we became friends realized um we were both in the same facebook group we have this little um music music sharing group yeah it's like a little tight-knit group of sydney people or mostly sydney people where we just share tracks it's like a selector group if you (laughs) want to say (laughs) exclusive um and then we just realized we had a lot of similar mutuals and we've just been adjacent to each other but hadn't really met Uh. and we decided to go to a few gigs that night we're like hey let's on the the weekends like let's go to these three gigs together and then the night and that was the night she just drove me around. We went to like three gigs. It was a summer dance. The one no, 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 no. It was, it was, um, yeah, we went to Goro's. <laughs> oh, you went to Goro's? We went to Goro's. I hate when people shit on Goro's. That place is I, fucking It's really Deepa plays at Goro's often. Yeah, that's what I mean. I'm not allowed to say that, but it's, oh, it, she does. Honestly, it's a booking agent's going to be We went to Goro's and we went to one of our friends, um, at Abby's gig and, oh, yeah. uh, and Vibe Positive and 
Ava Tonier. It was an irregular fit. It was an irregular fit. Oh my god, mm. I completely forgot about that night. Yeah, I remember. And I drove on the wrong side of the road. Yeah, she was so it scared. It was terrifying. She was really scared. And then after that, we went to. Super and Deepa's still my friend. <laughs> so that says a lot well, about Deepa. She's alive. Like, you're both alive. <laughs> and so. we're both alive. And then, yeah, yeah. But we, then, then we went to this gig. Brad Zero played at the Civic Underground. And yeah, to this hot. day, that was like one of my favorite gigs I've been to. It was like, hot. it was just so sexy. And it was yeah. just like good tunes everyone was like taking their shirts off sweating yeah, it and it's just like yeah it was, it was so just, good was i so remember good. that night he played this like intense track that like i downloaded straight away the next i downloaded day. so many tracks that night and i was like and i still haven't found the time to play it yet maybe i'll play it tonight Ooh. it's like this heavy track and it's this guy just saying tiktok like over and over. do you know what i'm talking about tiktok yeah i know that no, one. it's like really slow he's no, like no. tick tock oh. What and genre? it's heavy he played it's like heavy house it's like intense it's like he, he also cool. played you spin me around mm. um yeah, like a that. record like, but the, yeah. like the murder mix and everyone just lost their minds it's like 12 minutes long and he just let it play out and i was like you're a freaking legend yeah it was good that was such a good yeah one. that's how that's how me and danny met yeah that, that essentially yeah um. and then we and then we and then we sat down and we were like oh and this is the reason why I DJ because like uh-huh. at FBI she sat me down and was like, "Do you DJ?" I was like, "In my bedroom, yeah, sure." And she was like, "We're gonna make you a DJ." And then got me together with like a whole bunch of other amazing DJ fans, and we just all started having mix mixes nights together. At my house. And then me and Dibble were like, "Hey, we have like the same music taste, but like, where, which party should we DJ at?" And mm. then I was like, "I don't know." And she was like, "Neither do I." And then we were like. Let's, let's let's start something. Yeah, I totally <laughs> didn't know I did that, but we used to do this thing. Um, I was babysitting my friend's decks for like six months, and I was like, I can't. Wait, I'm wait, not wait, motivated. What? Pause. <laughs> you were babysitting. I was babysitting. She was babysitting. <laughs> yeah. Went on exchange, and he was like, "Please do look after my Keep family jewels." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep them warm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's what I did. I kept them because I was like not motivated to mix myself. Slash, I was like still. I had I'd been mixing for a bit, but not long enough for me to still be like comfortable. So I had my like DJ mum, I beautiful Isa, who you've interviewed, um, and she she used to like she used to. M- like watch us mix me and another friend and I was like this is so great I feel so supported let's bring some other people in so we brought in Danny and a few others and it was just yeah. lovely and yeah, so nice yeah. and Louisa technically is so fucking strong like, yeah. whenever I listen to those sets I'm like she's, she's an incredible. impeccable DJ she's incredible. every time I see her play it's just I'm like a fangirl all over again because I'm like I every time I see her I'm she's like, also just thing. like so sweet and innocent and then you forget that she's a weapon yeah. and then she DJs and you're like it's so I good have to- been so wrong yeah. <laughs> she's, she's like <laughs> I am not paid to the respect. But she was so that. generous though, like because yeah, I was so like generous. I started off mixing like disco and house, and she was like a club DJ by then, and she was so generous disco and like and house teaching. Is club music, I don't like people <laughs> that. <laughs> it's a different kind of yeah, club I know music, what you, mean, you know. It's like it's warmer and, and less it, intense. It is not perk, man. It's not it perks. Not. It can, it could, it could get there, but the like, jazzy is perks. Yeah. The, perks the OG is perks. like club. But she she was so generous in like teaching me how to like juggle wheel and stuff like that and I was like this is the best and yeah. you know like that kind of supportiveness I learnt from her and I was mm-hmm. like I want to continue that with Honey Point I guess I was like mm-hmm. let's bring that energy and make other like women and non men like feel supported and I feel like every, a lot of people get through a stage where it's like they're about to just be like you know what fuck being involved in music and stuff mm-hmm. and then one person will come along and be like 
you're with me mate yeah and then like just mentor someone through yeah absolutely and like i think that that person is so important to so many people honestly i feel like everyone goes through such a similar experience if it wasn't for louisa i wouldn't and and deeper but also like louisa was key in because before we had a mix night oh no i went to one mix night and i hadn't touched the djs yet and they were so daunting to me they were so scary i was Mm. like what are these machines they are so scary Mm. and and we were at Deepa's house with the babysit, babysat decks, <laughs> and everyone was just like, whatever. And they weren't linked as well, and I'd never seen that before. And I was like, oh my god, this is so scary. I only have one USB. Like, this is I actually, fun. I remember this. You were like, I don't, I don't know if I can do this. And I was like, it's okay. I'll jump next to you. It's fine. Yeah, like, I can mix Aww. up similar to you. Yeah. <laughs> and then we, and then we did it. And then I was obviously shit because I was like, I don't know what I'm doing, and it was just like terrifying. And then I was like, I don't, I, I tap out, and I tapped out, and I was like, still had a great time, but I was like, I can't do this. Mm. And then afterwards, Louisa sat down with me and was like, if you want, like, we can just, like, hang out and, like, I can just, like, show you CDJs. Like, they're not that scary. Like, I'll walk you through it. And then we did. We met up at FBI and she's like, I'm going to cry. She, like, walked (laughs) me through the CDJs. And it was, like, the sweetest thing ever. And then I remember, like, the first good mix I made and she was there and she was like, yeah. Yeah. It was good. It was so good. She's, she's, like, before I was, like, proper friends with her. I, d- I just knew her name and I wasn't really like, I was just like, oh, I, she's not close enough to me to like call her a friend. And she sat with like me and a friend and gave us a like lesson, free of charge, obviously, cause she's a freaking angel. That's what she does, and just like, again, like walked us through how to use record box, what every button is. Like if we made like a crappy mix, like she'd be like, oh no, it's okay. You can just do this and it'll be fine. But just so supportive. And it's like, that's why you stay in the scene for people like that. Yeah. That's the biggest vibe. Yeah. I feel like I'm, making my transition from being a low pass filter king <laughs> to like actually DJing. Cause like I'm throwing the Parry Talks parties now. Mm. They're not announced yet, but Parry Talks, I've put Parry Talks DJs in the lineup before yeah. I know what a set of mine sounds like that isn't 4am in the morning at kick-ons. Yeah. It's like, I need that person. Yeah. So I'm asking you now today, <laughs> will you be my man, DJ man? Oh my God, oh yeah! Yeah. <laughs> That's right. If you ever need someone something out of someone, you ask them live on a podcast. And <laughs> yeah. they're fucking rude and say no. Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, Perry, I um, I got something on. I don't <laughs> I'll be your two day a week honey point intern. Oh my god! <laughs> Please, the leave. most slaved man <laughs> in, in city, city returns. Yes, hundred percent. Like yes. yes, I feel so chosen. Oh, I feel so. Do you feel chosen? I feel chosen. Right chosen. If, if Caitlin Metcalf's listening to this, she's gonna fucking kill me because <laughs> she is pledged to be my mentor. I mean, you can have more this. than one mentor. Yeah, I had like a few Does mentors. That work, it's they can teach you. Yeah. They can teach you different <laughs> things. Does. We've got, we've got like Honey Point itself has a few mentors. Like we've got. Yeah. Let's talk about them. We've got Papa Maiku. He doesn't know uh, he's our mentor, but we love he's him He's such so much. a papa. And Daniel Lupica. They're our DJ uncles. Like, yeah, yeah they really, they Ma- lead the way. Mike especially has been so helpful in, like... Because we've got, like, a bit of a similar sound. And also, I think he's very quickly realised the importance of, like, what we're doing. Or at least vibes with it and wants to help us grow. And he's just, like... He, he literally just throws us opportunities. Yeah. And, like, sends us so much praise. Like, yeah, it's really- he's just the... And it's so genuine as well. Like, he just wants to see us succeed. And it's, yeah. like, so... He's like, I just want to pass wisdom onto you. And we're like, oh, my goodness. The no words can explain how incredible it is. It's just yeah. every, like, everything. He's like, whenever, you know, if, we're, if, you're, if you guys are throwing a party, just, like, let me know. I can help you out in any way. Like, 
Louise. And he has two kids, man. Which is he his. has two kids under like. <laughs> Honey, you too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Aside from us, he has two kids under three, plus a full time yeah. job and an entire like private life to juggle. And yeah. then like, is like, wants so to give us funny. everything. It's incredible. But like, bef- so I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but whatever, I'm going to do it because it shows his generosity. But um, when Athletica first started, Louisa was booking Tokyo Sing Song and it was on a night for body work, um, which Mike and Daniel run. And it was for a lineup that I was on. And I do remember they, that got double booked. Yeah, yeah the they got time. double booked. And he was like, oh, so happy to like withdraw. I'll give you like a letter of recommendation. Like you are doing such important stuff. Oh. Have this. And like was just like completely supported Louisa in that. And like messaged me afterwards being like, look we double booked and I'm really sorry like but it was just so genuine in its apology and I was like oh my god this is like the best way you could have done this just like yeah, he's, he's the most incredible person he's just so willing to give and it, I think like people like that are just so important yeah so important and then like along with him we also got like a lot of guidance from Megatronics we yeah. met her um, last year in November during EMC October yeah it was during yeah. EMC and we played at their showcase and like as a part of playing we got to meet all these f- damn legends from around yeah. the world and Megatronic sat down with us and was like it was so funny like you could tell like the minute we sat down she was exhausted she was so hungover but she, she, and she was a bit like okay what and then we were like we told her our whole she thought we were like two like hot girl DJs yeah yeah straight up she was so ready to like cancel us and then the minute we told her what we were into she was like okay yeah, and then was like, all right, this is what we do, and she was like, she like got into like business mode. She's like, this is what <laughs> she just needs to be done. Straight up, she like sat up and was like, what's the next step? Like, yeah. <laughs> she was so incredible. Yeah. And then she just like wouldn't stop. She had to leave, and she was coming back at the end of December, and was like, when are we meeting up? When am I mixing on your show? And like, she just like, and we're just like, when we hang, she just like throws us words of wisdom. Yeah. Throws us music. Throws us like direction. Yeah, and like, she's she's amazing because she's she parties with Peggy Goo at like Dubai and like Arab Emirates, and I'm like, like this is like a woman who's been in the scene for such a long time, she's 40. and she's forty. She looks wow. like she's like twenty three, and she's just like she has so much knowledge, and she's so supportive again. Support your babies. Yeah, no, it's yeah. incredible. Yeah, and also mad shout out to Ibatonia. Like we don't chat, but like she is like. Abertone for me. Just watching her. When she followed, like she follows the Paradox Instagram. Yeah. And like when I got the notification. Okay. I'm just waiting for the moment to slide into her DMs and my hands just shake. Like I can't type anything. Do I say hey? Do I say hi? Do I say hello? We need your wisdom. (laughs) She's incredible, but she is so important to Sydney. Like important. But she booked me for my first ever solo DJ set because I was a part of a um, little duo beforehand and I wasn't getting booked solo and I was like, I have so much to give, so much music to share. And she booked me and I was just, she like, she didn't know how much it meant to me. Like when she asked me, I was like tearing up. I was like, this is, this is it. This is it. I mean, this is where it starts. <laughs> yeah. And then she had um, her first, I think maybe international come a few um, months ago and I made a little post being like, I'm so grateful to this woman for like everything she's done for me. Like she doesn't know how much she's helping people, like minorities and stuff. And she, she, she like had she like messaged me and she was like, oh, like I cried reading that. Like yeah, it's like it's all so worth it. Like because she did the irregular fit chat in Berlin. Yeah, mm-hmm. she did. Yeah, she's just somewhere. She's doing such important and good things. Like 
Oh, it clicks to her. Yeah. yeah. To her. The two important things about talking about her. One is, obviously, it sheds a light, and it's really important to do that yeah. on a don. Yeah. But the second best thing is I can cut that, put that on my Instagram, <laughs> tag her, <laughs> and then she knows Parry Talks exists a bit deeper <laughs> yeah. than already it does, and then she can come on. There we so go. So it's helped you. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome, Parry. Exactly. Deepa, that was an incredible sticking to yeah. the script. Honestly, it was, that was great. Good writing, Parry. Look, yeah. We plan all these interviews yeah, word yeah, for word, yeah. but I've never seen a performance as beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Like. Thank you, thank you. I was in a review once. Yeah. <laughs> Look, it's tough to get this past the Honey Point publicist, but like, we're through now, <laughs> we're in. Um, another thing reflecting on that conversation, I feel like, and like a lot of the conversations I have with people in here, all the experiences are so uniform. Mm. Like if when I talk to Lex, or when I talk to Caitlin, there was always that one figure or like the multiple figures that just like got us through, like survive, mm. like made us survive. Yeah. And like there's that period I think for so many people where it's like, can I be fucked doing this anymore? Yeah. And mm. it's important people like that. So when I started Parry Talks, it was like I had like the smallest foot in the game. So I'm like, me two years ago, if this shit existed for me two years ago, and this guy had a podcast with the people that I thought were cool, I'd praise that. So I feel like. Mm. Everyone that comes on is a part of that role, just like giving back to the next gen as well. So that's yeah. why I like I love when anyone comes on. Like, mm. It's for the children, it's for the youth. Mm. Oh. I think it's so important. It's so important. And also on what you're saying about like those moments of like, can I be fucked to do this anymore? Yeah. Like that doesn't stop. <laughs> like, yeah, that, no, definitely it's, not. It's Trust me, it does not It's stop. like a constant like, what am I doing? And then you ha- yeah, and then you see what they're doing, or you do something that yeah. you're yeah. like, wow, I really didn't realize I could do this, and, yeah. and this is why I do it, and like, it's what you make it. It totally, and then and then you're like, let's fucking keep going it. But yeah, yeah, but like that process of like, why do I do? Like it's just like I feel like in everything in life as well, it's like so important to, to for everyone to realize that like it's so normal to have those moments yeah. of like, why am I doing? Yeah. In everything you do, not even just music, like mm. even in your day job, it's like, yeah. why am I doing this? Yeah. For whatever reason, yeah. like you know, like that's life. Like you have those moments of doubt, but um, yeah, just stick at what you do. Yes, yeah. you do it for a reason. Just yeah. a massive testament to our community, I think. Mm. Yeah. And like, I feel like when I'm lowest motivation-wise, I don't know if you guys feel the same. It's like, I could do the coolest interview ever, like for Purple Sneakers or whatever, like mm. get the best opportunity. But then I feel like I'm most remotivated when I see someone else's work. Yeah. So like, I remember I was like just fucking over life, like not life, sorry, over music, like just like, oh, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah. And neck just through the Logic a Thousand Party. Yeah. And we're all just at the Logic a Thousand Party, just yeah. hands up. And I like, just turn to my just, friends like, 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 again. like, this is this why. This is why. <laughs> we got, yeah, yeah, we got this. For real. And like, yeah. it's a, like, it's at a party. Like, I'm not in the business of throwing parties because that yeah. is the most fucking stressful thing in the world. <laughs> oh, yes. But like, just like, Seeing the community come together and seeing how powerful that was was just like... Oh, when we threw the Foch album launch last year oh, in oh September, my like, we, I, that day was hands down the best day of my life. Oh, like, it was she, just... Oh, it was so, so sweet incredible. afterwards. She was just like crying in a corner. And I was, was like, are you so okay? She's like, she was, you were thinking about leaving. So she's like, I can't leave now. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah, I keep having these moments where I just want to move overseas and like, go to London or something and just yeah. like live overseas yeah. for a part of my life and I've just finished my degree and everything so it like only made sense it was like this is the time to live kind of thing when you have this momentum yeah. and then yeah and then after that day I was like Honey Point is so strong like how could I just abandon this like we need it's to like so keep ni- doing what we're so doing it's so nice just seeing like when you see people having a good time and like standing for like when people c- when people come to your party it's like they're standing for what you stand for and like I feel like 
we but really just that like the sorry to interrupt you, <laughs> yeah. but that day we had so many walk-ins so and people that we'd walk-ins. never seen their faces in it our lives it was just like the energy around was so yeah. warm like we like aimed for every event that we do when people come in they just feel like they're everyone there is like a family member like mm. everyone just feels warm and just like it feels like you could just approach anyone and i, I feel like that day was just so it just reflected it that. that completely yeah like people were just eating we had a little mexican it was a mexican food stand yeah. people were just like catching Damn up with mexican people and so the music was incredible it's all fun until the line for the toilet gets a bit long <laughs> like, but that's the best the part mexican about food. mothership it's like <laughs> There's like so many stalls and they're great stalls and the line never gets long, man. Because there's so it's many. It's in and out. It's in and out. It's great. But, right, we're here. <laughs> Do you claim full credit for the mothership trend at the moment? 100%. 100%. We did throw the first one of the summer. <laughs> True. No, I think I think it was, it was always going to pop, like it was always going to go off. It just, it was like the right, or like just one person or one collective to just, give it that first go and then everyone else will jump on it the and thing, we just happen to be possibly the first the thing group. that happened with that space though it had they have um soft center after parties or they used to do the soft center after they parties still do. They still do. at mothership and they yeah. used that space but it was the smoking area oh. and i not that i'd been to one but i um the guy matt who does all the the venue bookings he's a group. beautiful matt cedars he's also an artist and record some incredible music 808s and heartbreak also released a new album recently just giving a shout out because it's good stuff it's good stuff and he's a great man and he deserves everyone's support yeah um but yeah no he's a, he's a mate and um he was doing something for marrickville council like the one yeah. night they hit him up and they were like we're putting on an event can you help us like put it together in that space outside mm-hmm. and he, he hit me up that. and he was like can you dj and i was like sure and it was just like a, a band night and it yeah. was really nice it was for like the marrickville community it was like parents and their kids and it was like the most wholesome event and when we were talking to Fosh and we were like we want to put on your album launch i was like this space like yeah. it's perfect yeah. it's an alleyway and we could design it so well and it's incredible let's use it anyways matt helped us out so well and he said to me he was like no one's actually ever because he's the booker for that space and he was like besides the smoking area for the after party no one's actually ever really put on an event such day party day party in this space we yeah nothing day parties we so we started our first launch was a night party but i was like i feel like honey point just doesn't represent a nighttime vibe (laughs) or like it's like a you'd want like a late evening and then I don't it's know a how gooey, it, drunk kind of vibe, Honey Point. Yeah. Like, it's not like a, let's do, let's drop some M and get monted kind yeah. of yeah, vibe. Yeah, it's like, just like a, like, mm, just, it's like cozy. It's like you're sweating kind of in the sun. Yeah, yeah, it's, honestly, it's, 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 it's pet nat in a, in a red cup. And like, it's slightly you know, sweaty. It it's from the At sun. At 4pm, you know, that's yeah. what it is. But so we're like, day party, let's do it. And that way you get to go to bed early as well. And like, oh. yeah, it was just like the perfect vibe and... Parents like love an early night. <laughs> no, that's. I'm so offended by when people say. Real? No, it's like you can choose to have an early night or you can choose to kick, kick on. on. That's what I mean. That's the most beautiful thing. Yeah. When you have an option. finishes at 10, it's like, where are we heading? Yeah. Like, Options. Be, and then you just keep going. Peer pressure the person that wants to go to bed exactly. to come out. They'll come out. Exactly. There's so sailing. many options yeah. when it's a day party. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like we've lost. Let's go back to when Honey Point started. We haven't even spoken about like the Honey Point mission statement and all that sort of thing. Oh, so yeah. how did Honey Point start? And then when you started it, what was like the purpose of Honey Point? 
I feel like we both separately had been thinking about starting some kind of collective or we were both very frustrated because when at the time during this time we were both like house or disco or like jazzy house DJs or bedroom DJs or bedroom (laughs) bedroom DJs Mm -hmm. and we just couldn't figure out collectives that we wanted to play for or like really stood for something that we were a part of because it was like during that time Nectar came up but it wasn't completely what we were into yet like, like we totally backed it but we both were like it'd be like it's a different sound yeah it was yeah. like we, we were just like chances are we'd never get booked by nectar like just because like most of their djs are like hard techno djs <laughs> or like you know yeah. so we were like okay it's we're not at that hard techno like area yet we're not skilled enough yet. to get to that yeah. Yeah. <laughs> i say this because we're <laughs> I'm playing playing tommy hallahan yeah. tonight <laughs> like <laughs> i'm playing athletica <laughs> So we, we weren't at that stage at that time and we both were like, okay, like we loved what Midnight Swim were doing. We loved what Bodywork were doing, but we couldn't find like a female or like a collective that supported minorities other than a regular fit. And we were just like, how do we, how do we get booked if there's, yeah. if there's no one like we want to get booked for? And then we, so we both came up with similar ideas of this separately and then Danny went away for holiday and um, again surprise <laughs> surprise and I was just like I was like who do I want to do this with I don't really have like friends who are like into similar music or don't like really yeah just not into this kind of sound and I was like you know what me and, me and Danny beat a beat mm. <laughs> we beat a beat heaps and I was like we beat a beat <laughs> yeah I was like and it was it was like lovely doing because it's like I, I would be to be with Louisa like my friend Abby and I was just like oh it's hard to match this at that time and I was like nah I could match Danny every time and then we were just like hanging out heaps during that time as well and she came back she's like Diva I've been thinking about something <laughs> and she's like, like me too. she was just like she was like so desperate she's like I've been thinking about this and I don't I don't know who else I would do this with but would you want to start a collective and I was like oh my god I've been thinking about the same thing it's, it's like a guy ask like just someone asking someone out yeah. straight I'm up really and I remember the moment as well when I decided like what I wanted to do I was in Thailand with my friend Jules and yeah. I was like sitting down with her at this cafe and I was feeling so defeated about life and I was like I love uni, but like uni's killing me and I can't make it everything. Like, what do I do with my life? And she was like, well, what do you want to do? And I was like, really? I want to run a record label. And she was yeah. like, span up. Didn't, never <laughs> heard that from you before. I support anything you do. nothing to yeah. do with design. Like, okay, sure. And then she was like, okay. And I was like, and I just, I remember sitting there, like we were eating green curry. We were on PPI and it was really hot. And we were like really defeated by this holiday. And we were like, and I was like, deeper. I need to call deeper. We're gonna start a record label, <laughs> yeah. and then and then Jules was like, "Okay, cool." Like my mate was like, "Back you, whatever." <laughs> and then yeah, got home, made the call, and then and that's actually when you were still in Thailand when you made the call. That's when was I? Yeah, you wild. Were. See, there you go. <laughs> she couldn't even got wait. Got to, <laughs> couldn't wait, man. You just gotta yeah. make them calls. But um, that's kind of that's where the initial the initial mission of Honey Point was a record label. We were like, yeah. that's what we want to do. We want to start a record label, and then um. We kind of sat down and we were like, how do we do that? Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then, like, we asked a few people. Like, I um, spoke to 82E as well. I was like, what do I do? And she was like, she was like, that's, you know, it's, it's hard. Um, you should probably start, like, putting on parties or whatever. And me yeah. and Deepa had been chatting about that. And we were like, yeah, let's start putting on parties. 
so we had like a lot of guidance from there. AD was instrumental like in giving me advice initially on, on that stuff. And then, and then we were like, okay, but we need like a presence. Like we can't just pop out of nowhere. We need like, and we were both separately DJing at this time and we uh, kind of started playing quite uh, a lot of parties. Yeah. And so it's about like letting people know that we're doing this thing together. Yeah. So then, so then we hit up FBI and we were like, we want a, a show. And cause we're both there and like, I mean, it's not as easy as sitting down and being like, hey, you, give us Sunsets, a show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just a two hour long interview. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I listen. No. Um, I'll make it a good joke about this after. <laughs> <laughs> and um, anyways, it wasn't possible. Yeah. And then, and then Oscar came to us and was like, literally Nomad started. Like as Honeypoint started, it was pretty incredible. And we we're like, let's use this as like a launching pad. Yeah. And it was... It was just a whole bunch of Sydney DJs, just all like party collectors. And I was like, this is great. This yeah, is this literally is what um, we needed. And so we started a show on Honey uh, as Honey Point monthly on Sundays. Yeah. And then Mike, who started booking us. Yeah. And then that kind of started the ball rolling with the DJing. And then we started putting on events. But you asked us about what our mission statement was. And um, back <laughs> going back on what people were saying. You should get so excited. Going back on what Deepa was saying about um, when we were like, what collectives do we want to be a part of? Mm. We basically just found this fat gap in the market of the music that we like and also the representation that we want to see in, in, the, in the scene that we're in. Um, and that's kind of what Honey's Point's mission became. It was to become like a hub of jazzy house tunes um, celebrating and supporting those not represented as much in the Sydney scene. Um, so yeah. Yeah. So we like every show we have a guest mix from a non-man. We've had some incredible DJs and and I think I don't want to claim to fame, but a lot of the people that we've been booking have been getting booked and. I think it's really like comforting seeing that people are seeing the work we do and booking pe- like the people we do because mm. that's that's what we want to do we just like okay if we showcase these people then they'll get booked and then it's it's going to be like a diverse a diverse scene it's fine Kate. like it, they're super sensitive so it doesn't matter just go for it um <laughs> we're talking about like having like parry talks on fbi and stuff we, me and my friends always joke about imagine like having a parry talks at chess like in the morning just like a, <laughs> like a, a scat room like, like if you come in like really scat bro like, I've really room. figured everything <laughs> yeah. out just like an open mic at you can totally parry talks to chess or just like walk around with the mics like triple J or whatever and talk just to being, someone like, after a nang yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what you want to do talk to someone after a nang <laughs> That's I just figured like, out the like, seven universes. <laughs> like that's. I can't weird. talk. I, I can't talk after a name. I figure out everything. Really? I <laughs> really no, see. No. My brain dimensions. is like funky with symbols after <laughs> a name, and then I'm like, this track is sick. <laughs> like that's it. <laughs> Back to maybe a bit more of a more nuanced conversation. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so you started it, and you've obviously felt the impact. As you said, the people that you've had on the show have also got booked and stuff. Where do you think the overall scene at is at? from when you started Honey Point to now not necessarily at your oh we've, we've changed everything like, yeah gender wise yeah. but like how do you think the scene has progressed or how do you think the scene's heading well I actually think... we jumped on sorry I was <laughs> but we jumped I, Honey Point started at like 
quite an important time and we didn't even realize yeah it. so quite a few yeah. months after we started i went over to the uk because my best friend played at we out here giles peterson's music festival in in the uk shout out shout out shout just out <laughs> shout out so ella haver like <laughs> killing it anyways and that that's like it was like the the olympics for uk jazz mm. and um and like um cubano music and like african music and stuff like it's just like it was just like crazy the sounds coming out of there and like the same kind of thing is happening in melbourne and the scenes are very much connected like giles peterson is very involved in the melbourne scene so yeah. like 3070 Hyades, coyote mm. mandarin dream parisha luna. parisha luna like alicia joy all these names coming out of melbourne um what are they called mild mild life yeah mild life shout out mm-hmm. um yeah sydney like that that was coming out of melbourne like, like the uk's booming and then Sydney's when we came back to sydney yeah. we kind of started to see it slowly bubble in sydney as well like actual people i'm sorry actual people starting to bring out ezra collective and um alphamist and yeah, oh, oscar jerome insane. like all the guys from the uk as mm. well so it's been since then it's been pretty cool it's been this wild synergy of us kind of like writing i honestly keep having this picture in my brain when i think about what we're doing or when we do what we're doing that we're, we're sitting on like a riding away on a wave with all these people we're on like a joy wave like if anyone's ever surfed mm-hmm. surf once in my life when i was 16 <laughs> but i remember like having a party a wave thing. that's what yeah. it is it's a party wave when you you all like surf the same wave yeah. and that's honestly what it feels like because um, we don't we don't record music or I don't um, and um, ooh. Um, so it's just we have this incredible opportunity to just show people all the stuff that's blossoming in Sydney and like beyond because we're like we're Sydney focused but we don't have the luxury of choice yet in Sydney because it's still it's such a baby scene mm. and there's still it still needs to be developed a little bit more but there's still um, incredible sounds coming coming out of Melbourne that's like mm. slightly UK um, influence but not quite it still has very much its own sound now Sydney's on that trend where it's trying to develop and it's still a child but it's it's growing it's growing it's growing like that's definitely and I don't know if it's been since Honey Point blossomed or I think we just I honestly started think we, and then we literally jumped on the wave like as it, we, started. As it started I reckon yeah yeah, yeah, so we're very lucky that we yeah. jumped on a trend very quickly. But also, like, jazz is just... It's the OG of all music, in my opinion. Yeah, like, I agree. Like, drum and bass comes from jazz. Like, pop comes from jazz. Like... Hip-hop, you can't... Hip-hop comes from yeah. jazz. Like, all of it. It's like... And it's so... House ja- comes from jazz. House yes. comes from jazz. And it's all... Like, all the hard, heavy techno you think of. It's like... Perks. Perks is... OG Perks is jazz. Like... Mm-hmm. You think about all this stuff, and it's and jazz has always been super political, and all these like fathers and mothers of jazz. It's like you don't when you listen to like forties jazz, you're like, whoa! Like you see where music comes from, and I don't know. It's just yeah. I feel like at least for me, I've just found newfound recognition. Or every time I listen to a new song that I love, that's super jazzy, I'm like, nice. Yeah. yeah. It's also still, though, in saying that, like, progress is a, is a ting, but it's also s- super Pink far behind in, in becoming, like, a, a big movement. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, especially the jazz that, that we vibe, like, the UK jazz, like, the jazz fusion, the new jazz, the electronic jazz vibes. Um, people still, like, when they ask me what I DJ and I'm like, 
Jazzy House. They're like, <laughs> Bel Air. The, the fuck is <laughs> what that? What the hell is that? Yeah, like, Megatronics up, was like, that? Jazzy House isn't a thing. And we were like, it is. Listen to this song by yeah. Tame Wari. Yeah, 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 straight up. Um, so, yeah, it's still, it's being slow to catch up, but like, it's, it's cool and it's going to catch up and it's going to be big. Yeah. So, yeah. so it feels really exciting to be a part of it. Yeah, absolutely. Do you see the sound evolving at all, do you think? Oh, absolutely. How, how has the sound changed from when you started Honey Point to now? It's just... As in the sound of us? Of your... of your. Oh, I could speak for Deepa. She's, like, getting deep into, like, the underworld of, like, jazzy sounds. So now she loves liquid. Yeah. Deepa's going... And she, like, hit it me up like with liquid. liquid. <laughs> and I was like, what is liquid? It's, just <laughs> like, it's like 160 to 180 BPM. Like, just drum... Like, drum bass, but with, like, beautiful jazz melodies in the background. And See, people drum like... Drum bass with a saxophone. Like, yeah. <laughs> and it's just, like... It's I'm so, sold. Yeah. <laughs> it's just people don't know this stuff exists, and you're like just wait till you hear it yeah, and definitely. it's yeah it's just like it's so good it's so good i've also for me personally like i grew up on hip-hop that was like what i grew up on when i was a kid hip-hop was my thing and r&b um and i've neglected it like in my adult life i don't know why i've been really ashamed about it i don't know why so i just like have ne- i just like yeah i neglected it but then since starting honey point and like giving yourself an excuse to dig for music and giving yourself like a brief to bounce off of mm. um it's it's pretty much like indirectly um catapulted me right back into hip-hop yeah and i've discovered like you can tell on our honey point show you can tell which tracks danny's chosen and which tracks i've chosen which ones i feel one it's just you can you can tell like i feel like we have s- still like similar s- tastes but still distinct totally yeah yeah but that's like she has yeah, yeah she has like the hip-hoppy stuff i have the slightly like Sometimes more perky, sometimes more like dancey, or like absolute like free jazz where it's mm. just beautiful melodies yeah. and We're super experimental. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I love that hip hop conversation though because that was my in. So you used to listen to like, be quiet, like Freddie Gibbs and like yeah. a lot of Madlib and stuff and like MF Doom and stuff and yeah. like those samples and those everything yeah. about that was so beautiful. And then when you go back to the samples. The algorithm will recommend how songs that sampled the similar songs. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, oh. Yeah, you see the worlds collide. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, I've had that conversation so many times with me. But like hip hop and house music are like so one in the same one art. Same. Like yeah. beat making, sorry, like more like hip hop beat making and hundred like percent producing. And now chances of the, the samples are out of jazz tracks from like thirty. Yeah, that's, that's oh, yeah. exactly what it is. Yeah. yeah, and that's where the jazz comes and then in. Full circle. Hey, Honey yeah. Point. Am I right? Hello. Hey, Honey Point. <laughs> yeah. This is so irrelevant, but it was a very proud moment in my life. You know that part in Drake's song where it's about samples? <laughs> that part in Drake's song. <laughs> There's a lot of Drake. Songs. No, no, no. There's a lot in of the, Drake's song. In the, in the, in the, in the nice for what song mm. where it goes, hold on, hold yeah, yeah. on, fuck that shit. <laughs> I need to spin the record. Yeah. You know that part? So the other day, I was listening to a Moody Man mix, live yeah, recorded yeah. mix, mm. from like 10 years ago. And that is a sample from his live mix, because yeah. he fucked up so hard. And that's what he did, like his record kept skipping and shit. And then he was like, hold on, hold on, fuck that shit. And I like, I was working, I was doing something, and I like was like, everyone yeah. stop right now! Yeah. My <laughs> favorite house track ever, um, Love's Got Me High, Terrence Parker, mm. the vocal mix. It, the vocal mix. The vocal mix. It was like Jamie Foxx ad living on a piano and he's just like singing to the crowd and you can hear this like annoying crowd bit in the song, but like it's cute. And then it, it's just insane. It's just yeah, like sampling is amazing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't know, sampling's great. I love it. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. 
is there any aspiration at all to make songs? Oh, I would love to. I would love to do. I just, I'm like, it's so daunting for me because I'm like, DJing looked so daunting for me when I first started. I'm like, producing is a whole another thing. I would love to. I, I really would love to. I have always wanted to make music. Like my entire life, I've wanted to make music, and um, yeah, Ella, my best friend, like we've grown up together, and we've always been a musical friendship. Um, and she's always encouraged me to make music, and like at the moment when we hang, she's like in the depths of creating an album so like when we hang it's like all just making music and stuff and it's super inspiring but yeah it's it's a daunting thing it's like very scary and especially if you if you have been privileged enough to grow up with musical knowledge like having like mastered an instrument as a kid like producing can come to you somewhat easy easily when you don't it's it's hard it's not impossible but it takes a lot of time like you you really do need to give up your social life to to get into production and I had a friend a couple of years ago who was kind of like a mentor for me, like getting into the underground scene in Sydney. His name was Dean, shout out Dean. And um, when I started DJing, he backed me so hard. It was like really beautiful. And um, he's, I told him I wanted to produce and he used to produce and he used to produce incredible stuff. And he had like all the gear, like it was, he was crazy. Um, since then he stopped, I think, which is really sad. But anyways, and I said to him, I was like, Dean, I want to like jump on this bandwagon. And he was like, Danny, one thing at a time. Like, if I could give you any word of advice, it's one thing at a time. So, yeah. yeah. Production will come, but I think, like, not yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that a lot of people from the outside are like, how can someone DJ and not be a producer? Like, yeah. aren't they? But they're such... They're too di- so different, yeah. It's so like, I, like, I know so many, like, little producer groups where the main producer doesn't know how to DJ mm. or like it's like a producer DJ duo yeah, where it's so true yeah. and I'm like it, yeah it's like you either know both which is you're skilled you're skilled and you probably don't have like <laughs> any, a, friends. any friends yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. or you're just like a fat nerd like yeah but like no shade on no nerds. shade no shade honest no like shade. honest to god respect like but yeah, like I feel like there are so many things I want to master still. Like I want to master throwing parties still. Yeah. Like yeah. we still have so much to do. We have so many ideas, so many plans. And until we have like, like the most amazing, mind blowing, mind melting party, I'm wouldn't be happy to start producing or do anything else. Like oh, anything that. else? Yeah. And then also like considering you know we all live in a capitalist society, and we all need to make money and live as well. Like. And also keep up with family and friends. Like, mm. it's it's hard to juggle everything at once. Um, but, yeah. And also, like, we forget we have time. Yeah. So much time. I look at a lot of people that I look up to um, and track their journeys from day one to now. And a lot of people, only, like, a lot of DJs I look up to, I only really started producing, like, five years into their DJ yeah. career yeah. kind of thing. I feel like curation and like having a radio show and like selecting is so much more difficult than people think. Yeah. Like playlisting songs for a radio show super frequently is tough. Like. Oh, hundred yeah. percent. We're lucky because we have a monthly show, but yeah. I'm about to start like a weekly show on FBI, and yeah. I'm so nervous for it. I'm so excited, but I'm so nervous. Like just having that, like finding fresh stuff as well as like digging every week is gonna be incredibly challenging i'm gonna be so well versed in music even more so than i am now and i'm stoked about it but flexing (laughs) but i'm yeah it's daunting it's scary it's terrifying i respect anyone who has like a weekly or like fortnightly show that 
has to mix like it's and yeah. mixing new stuff constantly like I mad, always, mad, mad respect. always think about Simon Caldwell because he's been doing it for like the over Don, five years the Don. and just every week has new stuff like just every week and he knows about stuff. all his music too which yeah. is amazing like he's quite he's yeah king king yeah it's so difficult and like I do the Of Leisure Spotify playlist where it's like 10 songs a week I have to do yeah. and I'm like I don't have 10 new songs like 10 <laughs> yeah. songs unmixed yeah. any drummer in the world yeah. <laughs> it's just too, it's too <laughs> stressful yeah like curating is hard I, I, I find it so interesting that you find it hard for me it's like I think that the not that I don't find it hard but I think the be- I've come to the conclusion that the beauty of curation is the lack of care of what anyone else will think about your curation. Really? I listened to Charlie Bones's um, NTS show like all the fucking time and he's such an inspiration for me like just cuz he's so funny and like you can t- his selections are insane. But like they're random and you can tell it's just like the shit he found it this morning before he went to have a shower and he was like what should I listen to while I shower and it was like I forgot I love this track and then put it on his show mm. and I think that that's like that's why you love to listen to radio and that's why you love to listen to certain DJs yeah. because it's like you just like what they choose they didn't yeah. sit there and well in my opinion they yeah. didn't sit there and they were like well everyone think that this Baseline is really dope and blah blah blah. It's like I love this baseline and yeah. I'm throwing this song. See in there for me for like curation at least of like say a radio show a weekly radio show is like whatever that person is going through that time they will like subconsciously like put that through their music. Like say if I'm going through a tough time, I know that comes out in my music. Mm. Like stuff will be a little bit synthia or like mm. will be in minor key and it's like synth, you know. Sad but like, slight, yeah. like you know like Slogan. yeah. So it's like I feel like uh, for me curation represents that and I don't even know I'm doing it, but I'll listen to something uh, like a mix I made. But it's not be- hard. Like it comes through you. Yeah. Is what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. I think it, it's because of my listening patterns. Like I stand artists where it's like Tyler put out songs a couple months ago and like mm. I'm still listening to them every single time yeah, with my headphones to my phone and I'm yeah. just like oh how did when does the chord when does the chord change in this part like how did he make this bridge like and every yeah. time you listen to it it's like holy fuck so like yeah. and like so my listening is just so fucking bad in terms of like getting new music and I'm stuff I'm the same I'm, I'm very much like, the same like and like Rinsled Tyler put out stuff. Cherry Bomb instrumentals like two years ago and like I still listen to them like religiously every yeah. single day just like just trying to pick apart like I do that too isn't it incredible I do that I with Frank that. Ocean like I love yeah, Frank so me much too. but I'm like this is why I, I actively try and avoid listening to him now yeah. I love him to death I but if so I re-listen to like White Ferrari or like it just Pink and White yeah. I'm just like okay I, I won't stop like rinsing him so I'm yeah. like I need to stay away from my favourites because I'm like deeper note challenge yourself challenge yourself musically and it's it's so hard like I get in music rough so often and it's about like like going slightly off centre finding one track that is good and then being like if I found this good track I'm gonna find another one and then pushing yourself to that point where you're like this is not the stuff I usually listen to this isn't I'm not comfortable with this but we're gonna keep going yeah I've tried to be a a little less strict on myself in terms of like the music that I listen to because I used to like especially during uni I used to be like wait crap I'm getting stuck in a loop now Mm. I learned like Honestly, for an, for a month, I listened to Tame Impala discography like <laughs> for a month straight, and then the next month I was like, "This is bad." Tyler created discography, yeah. and I was like, "This is bad." And then the next month, Franco like that was it. It was just yeah. those three the whole of last year. Yeah, like they were the soundtrack to my final year at uni. Um, but 
<laughs> which really reflects my state of mind at the time. I was very stressed. You're satisfied. That was great. Tyler Frank. But, um, yeah, straight up. <laughs> the Tyler Frank combo. Yeah, wow. Um, hashtag sad boy, honestly. <laughs> no, but... Um, and then I'd get really down on myself because I'd be like, wait, fuck, I'm not discovering any music. Like, yeah. how am I supposed to curate anything? How am I supposed to make new sets? Yeah. Like, you're a bad DJ. Like, it would just... And then we'd get down a really bad spiral um, mindset. But then I was like, you know what? Just see it as, like, a job. You can sit down on a Tuesday night and that's your night to discover new stuff and it's fine. Like, you don't have to always listen to electronic music all yeah. the time mm. and berate yourself for not keeping up to date with everything. <laughs> yeah. And, like knowing the latest release from the latest record label and la 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 like yeah. it's okay yeah. and um see i come from indie rock roots so i'm like i have to listen to surf rock like otherwise i feel like uncomfortable totally like i listened like when I, my musical awakening was um the paper kites yeah nice. like that was when i was like oh wow i love underground alternative music <laughs> and that's the <laughs> for I think me everyone, like a lot of people had chet faker for that like, oh everyone. yeah but <laughs> cool kids yeah. <laughs> that's like where my roots lie so that's why I'm cigarettes like cigarettes and chocolate <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like I'm very on top of like um, indie pop releases so when Julie Jacqueline came out with Crushing I was like jumped on it straight away like when Rolling Blackouts released a new album mm, like I was just I know all that stuff but with, I yeah like you said I'm not as strict with myself on electronic music because I'm like hey there's so yeah. much out there. Like if I it, because my taste in electronic music now has developed so far. Like if I yeah. only listen to electronic music, it'd be like hardcore, Gabba, or like 142 BPM electro. And, yeah. Yeah. and like, you can't I, listen can to that, that to at 9am when you're going for a walk. No. See, Actually, I've, sometimes I've you can. I've trained my yeah, brain. Where yeah. it's like, I could be sitting on a bus just like spacing out, like falling asleep, and it just Jensen, like My sister Jensen does the same thing. She like has to get up to work um, at 5am and she's walking while the sun hasn't even risen and she's listening to hard techno while she's half asleep. I'm like, that is not good for your like energy. <laughs> for the longevity of your brain. Yeah. Like, oh, how long? Guess how long, don't look. I think we, we've been going for over an hour, in my opinion. An hour 10. Cool. Okay, well done. Well done. We didn't shut up. Yes! Fundraiser tomorrow, which would already have happened. By the time it's out? Yeah. Do you want to host? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can take it. You listen to Parry Talks with Dick. <laughs> was that your, was that your panel? That was my slider. I was <laughs> paneling there without a panel. <laughs> USB mic, man. It's DIY. We can't afford that stuff. Um, fundraiser tomorrow. I feel like especially in Sydney like Sydney dance community com- well, Sydney dance community did you say musity? I think so I oh, think yeah. that's the new hybrid music community the musity the musity <laughs> has really got around a lot of fundraising and stuff and you guys have hopped on not the trend but like hopped on helping out as well mm. um, how do you see tomorrow going how do you feel about tomorrow who's involved what's going on with it got a bunch of Sydney collectives and um, so we've name got one for one okay so Honeypoint <laughs> Belladrome Planet Trip Translate sound. Pharmaceutical audio. Perfect chance. I think that's it. Is it? I'm really You'd sorry. You hate to forget someone. I'm yeah. really I sorry. I hate to forget someone. I think that's it. I think, I think, I think it. that is it. Yeah. And then it's at Mothership. Um, Just checking. S- no. I'm Don't cheat. No, I d- I, what if we miss someone? What do you mean Mothership? Isn't it a 
Secret location party. Is yeah, this is a secret location party, Deepa. What the fuck? Every inner west secret location party two till ten pm is at mothership. hundred percent. No, hundred percent. Yeah, at a secret outdoor inner west location, <laughs> yeah. there is only one. <laughs> oh, there's two, but like not everyone gets to use the second. Exactly. Yeah, totally. Um, but yeah, no, I yeah, have been seeing this. I'm really excited for tomorrow because like the way because basically it was Mike who who came to us and was like. I want to put this together and like with a whole bunch of collectives and like let's get it done kind of thing and the way that he has been as he always does the way that he's been like directioning it so that so the initial idea came from the venue no 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 it came from Mike who's Mike, Mike who? who Mike Planet oh, Trip. Okay, okay. yeah yeah, yeah. no no that's why Nat Mike I just yeah S. that's what I mean yeah. Yeah. yeah um no 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 it came from Mike yeah. and um he's all about the community he's so not strict he just wants everyone to have a good time so like i think tomorrow's just going to be this big jumble of like hop on the decks like you you like out the watermelon DJ? Hey, you're point at you me. like that the dj so like yeah. hop on the decks let's have a mix yeah we're gonna hand out watermelon like there's gonna be flowers yesterday i went to centennial park to forage like a native flora and like leaves and stuff because we were just gonna like decorate it all nice. Yeah. I looked so funny walking around Centennial <laughs> Park, like <laughs> picking things up. Yeah, <laughs> I do. It's in my car. It's not a basket though. It's a um, it's a it's like a old Woolies shopping um basket that my dad like hoarded, and I was like, this will do. And I like, took it. This is really funny. And I was wearing like little pumps. I don't know why. I felt what? like dressing cute yesterday. And hell? I was wearing like little like purple pumps like with this Woolies basket like what walking around Centennial <laughs> Park like picking up tweets. Yeah, it was a good look. That's That's so fun. Fun. But yeah, yeah, no, it's going to be super lovely. I think people, <laughs> I think everyone uh, for this thing, it, they're all donating their time and efforts. So people are choosing to be there. And when you're, I feel like when people are giving up their time, not in exchange for money, there's a different energy that comes with that. And I think people are just doing it because they just want to help it's out. It's just going to be wholesome. It's going to yeah, be it's wholesome. Gonna be so it's gonna, it's people nice. are going to be happy that they're, do, they're having a good time for a good cause. It's like that always makes you feel better. And it does feel like a little family, like on our chat group. It's so cute. Like someone, Jay from Perfect Chance, like just wrote on the group the other day, like big ups to Mike for changing his DP. Like, it's and just everyone's like, like, you! It's just like fun. Like, I'm excited. I can feel the energy already, like yeah. just through a Facebook chat. Like everyone's excited. Same. And it, yeah, it's just gonna, I think it's also cute because it's not like there's any international name or it's literally just like mates getting together and having a day party. That's what it is. Like we don't even have like a lineup. We're not even naming the people. It's just like, this collective's on at this. Party, this yeah. collective's on at this time. This collective's on at this time. Yeah, like let's just dance. I feel like yeah. I've only been to like super serious parties there as well. Like, yeah. not, there's nothing wrong with that, but it's like hard tickets, headliner. Yeah, I don't think I've ever been to a party in Sydney that's just been like. But this is just gonna be. It's just so a party. Hands up. Risks going. Yeah. yeah. Smiles. So many wrists going. Bring so your many wrist smiles. <laughs> Fuck. I was gonna break a wrist. See, with all my. From all the scissors, paper, rock. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. how wholesome yeah. it's gonna yeah. be. Yeah. Exactly. It's gonna be super lovely. Oh wow. <laughs> um oh my god, just checking my notes. I wrote how much fun is DJing? <laughs> it's oh, so, so much fun. fun. No, but it's it's also hard work. It's also hard work. I feel like oh my god, like I get so I get so nervous before radio. I get really nervous yeah, when I'm mixing live on radio. Tell me about it. Every time I'm like, whoa. Um, and our extendo on Saturday night, I'm like very, we're, we're doing the, yeah, the five hour stint at Harpoon Harry's. No, we're doing that tonight. 
Oh, fuck, that's tonight. Oh, true, <laughs> that's tonight. It still smells like a Thursday for me. <laughs> I got back from Japan like two days ago. Anyways, <laughs> drop that. <laughs> See, I, I think that'll be super chill. Like, I'm like, with that, I'm like, that'll be fun. But I was like supporting Tim Sweeney the other week, but I was super nervous for that because I was like, I think I have, every time I support an international, I'm like, oh my God, they'll hear five minutes of my DJing and know they're not going to stay for the whole set, but they're going to stay for five minutes and uh, they'll like make an impression you of me. You also hope that like you play the right music and yeah. set up the right vibe for that yeah, I played for Frank Booker like a few months ago and he came, I was doing the opening slot and he came early to watch my set and I was like, that is so nice. But it's like for those, I'm nervous because I'm afraid those scenarios will happen yeah. where the DJ that I'm supporting will stay for my entire set and will have an impression of me and hopefully the next one that they come, they will like book me or want to like have some kind of connection. Mm, sure. Yeah. Mm. That's fun. So fun. DJ's I love. I love. Fun. I love. How much <laughs> fun is DJ? No, I remember. Um, what on a scale of one to ten? Or no, on a but scale okay, of no, no. Nine. I think watching people react to your music is the best. I remember maybe like second time I ever DJed at a party. This was like a house party. I was so nervous beforehand, but I played this one track. Um, uh, Take me to the clouds above by U two and um, LMC, and people were going nuts i have a video recording of it but people were on each other's shoulders there was like smoke through it was just like insane and i'm like that is my peak in life <laughs> mm. but it's like that's how fun it is it's like that i think about that moment i'm like that was so insane that's how we do it. yeah mm-hmm. 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 um gotta wrap it up because <laughs> people aren't as patient as we think yeah. um but it's been the best got just gotta knock over some couple standard question to everyone mm-hmm. Favorite boiler rooms, if you have them. Favorite boiler rooms. Yeah. Sherelle. Sherelle boiler room. I can't be asked these questions because then I go blank. Oh, or for Timmy like, Yamaha. Not your favorite ever, just like you know. Okay, Sherelle, because I was five? insane that In those backspins are dumb, and for Timmy Yamaha, I cried so much watching that boiler room. I, I cried, cried when so I saw hard. Him Oh, really? I never cried in an electronic music set, and I cried when I saw for Timmy Yamaha. Yeah. Um. Anything deck mantle, like I yeah. just love the deck mantle ones. I can't. There's one deck mantle one that I like, literally chased down the set list because it was so fucking dope, and I can't even remember what it was. Mm. And like, oh, when I first got into DJing, and there's that one of Solomon, and he's like in that like massive like yeah, ancient Greek like yeah. happy theater. That one's <laughs> sick. <laughs> that boy Slim does on this little um. Thing that moves like it's like a cylinder that circle though. that's it's a circle that moves up and down and you get these like drone shots and you can see it's like moving and you're like this is the stupidest thing i've ever seen i for some reason i can't think of all of a sudden it's like i've never watched boiler room in my life but can i say another mix of that like yeah, <laughs> that i watched on youtube yeah it's um um nightmare on waxes midnight uh night oh, late night tales mix go for it it's great um, recommendations yeah. all yeah. around yeah. Actually, yeah. I will ask because I struggle with this I know a lot of people do struggle with it mm. how do you find tracks what's your digging method is it YouTube like deep deep YouTube recommendations or is it how do, what's the process I will look up other people's playlists because um, I've been doing that more recently before I used to go on YouTube algorithms but I really like seeing what other people are into or like I'll look up I'll look up drummy club and then I'll see a playlist that's named after that and then I'll see what they got in there mm. and I find that super interesting and then from there I'll go on like tangents mm. but that's recently that's how I've been doing it I 
Bandcamp dig mm-hmm. really hard. And how I'll do that is I'll start with something like on my stream, and then if I like it and I can't find more of it, I just will random pick of the hat, click someone who's bought it, and then yeah. go through their collections. Mm-hmm. And then if That's I like good. the artist of that track, I usually find them on Spotify, and then I'll radio their Spotify. That's usually like the, yeah. it's not it's not as systematic as that, but I do a lot of radio on Spotify. But like deeper for deeper, it doesn't work. It's funny, but for me, YouTube doesn't work. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, I love YouTube. It's YouTube algos are good for me, but I keep my I'm very strict. I have a separate account for my music digging. It's very strict. Oh, wow. I won't yeah. watch anything else, like just music with like not many views, and that way you get like the real. I do it on incognito. If I go onto YouTube so that I don't get affected by the algorithm, yeah. I use incognito browsing or like private browsing. Yeah, right. And also another thing I do is I listen to mixes on Mixcloud yeah, 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 and then always search the music from the set list afterwards if it's available. Yeah, yeah. facts. Mm. Final <laughs> question. Okay. Ask most people. Sometimes I forget. You have to like neck nominate someone to come on Parry Talks. Call someone out that should come on here that should tell their story that should have this conversation I'm I have a Tony. Tony. yes absolutely I have sound clip that one sound no. clip that yeah we'll throw it in she's, doing, she's just doing so yeah, amazing she's doing such important work in literally all aspects of her life let alone the music scene mm. so big ups to her so definitely have and also Hazy Ma she's great Alicia mm-hmm. shout outs Parry Talks 2020 welcome back if you've listened this far holy shit <laughs> you are wow. done um, if you have listened this far are you not going to cut bits out? no <laughs> oh, wow Harry talks unedited really just long. pure <laughs> yeah well, that. that's the beauty of it yeah. cute I could have like just done a purple sneakers feature but who the fuck reads articles <laughs> man people, heaps more people listen that, to this than I would if nice. I made a purple sneakers article, so it makes sense <laughs> Sorry, Pebble Snicks, I love you. <laughs> um, Parry Talks 2020, thanks so much for listening. If you listen this far and you find me out and you quote the Honey Point interview, I will buy you two beers. And I've done this before, I've said that before, and it fucking came back to buy me. Wow. Because it leaked, and then all my friends are like, Oi, fucking triple one interview. How many? And I'm like, I'm like eight beers. Oh, wow. Okay, code word they have to say to you, and that's two beers. Just if, if you come up to me, be like, sweet like. No, like just come to a, you bee? have to come to a Honey Point gig and you have to say we listen to the podcast. I've done, that's good. Yeah. yeah. But then that means you have to buy the beers. We'll buy each other beer and if you're cute, we can date. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Thanks for listening, you legends. Thanks, Honey Point. Harry. Thanks, Harry. Thank you, Harry. Woo! Yes. Thank you, Diva. <laughs> oh my god, thanks, Jenny. Oh my god. <laughs>